talk about this shit since I saw this shit yesterday. Welcome to Parallel. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. That's Scar. We're talking episode nine, uh, No Man's Land, part one. Scar, go. Um, you well, actually, first of all, congratulations, congratulations for getting the intro right this time. Um, because Brandon is here. Um, second of all, the the ending to this episode is I was just I just kept saying, What the fuck? over and over again. I'm at my desk at work and I'm just like, What the fuck? How did it end? I don't remember. With that nigga crawling into the, the no man's land. The oh, the, yeah. the shooting. The shooting. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I couldn't fucking believe that they they did all of this to get all of these people over there just for a terrorist attack. They did all of this to get over yeah, there. To so start they war. Could, and they want to end the diplomacy between the two so then they can start building up what happened in episode 10. Basically. Yeah, yeah pre- pretty much. So we start seven weeks earlier with uh, Alpha, with Andre meeting Alpha in the hospital. And, you know, I couldn't help but wonder how long Andre stood off to the side and thought of how to approach Alpha so he could find out if Emily was all right. Hey, man, I'm a no. brother. No, 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 no. No, he just asked him, is he all right? Because, you know, you could, he, I mean, his his wife is in the hospital. So yeah, obviously but he how got are you that just going to approach a, 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 a random person and be like, hey, man, you good? Yeah, that's basically what he did. No, he didn't. He came in there and said, this hospital takes forever, man. My sister's in here, too. Hey, man, you you good? Exactly. Like, like that's, But that's know a- what I'm saying, Scar, hear me. How long did he have to think? How long did it take for him to think of that to find out if his girlfriend was all right? Um, I don't think it would have taken him very long, but because I'm pretty sure that as a, as a side nigga, he's thought about how he would approach a situation. I seen your whack ass boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. <sighs> But um, how so I'm reaffir- pretty I'm pretty sure that he had something in mind of how he was gonna break the ice and start actually talking to this dude. Hey man, you ever seen it when she gets real excited and she starts doing the? <laughs> yeah, how's she doing? <laughs> Dirt nigga shit. Hey man, if you shave her pubic hair on the upper left side of the triangle. There's this thing that looks like a small star of Jesus. We call it the North Star. That's where I always head first. How's she doing? <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I aim. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you. She likes anal. <laughs> How's she doing? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, that ain't going to work. Hey, man, my sister's in here. Um, I put my dick in your, your, your wife's mouth. How's she doing? Hey, man. But Howard don't give a fuck. He's just like, he reaffirms to Andre that the only thing that matters to him is Emily because he's sprung. And Quell calls Prime and tells him, hey, you got to get out your house. Uh, Aldrich and, 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 well, Aldrich is coming. Get the fuck out. You know, get out of your dreams and get into your car and come to my house. Um, and, Prime didn't even stop to ask, how the fuck you know Aldrich is coming? And the reason why is because, you know, Peter fucking sent them. 
I, I don't I, like him. I still stand by my belief that Peter's shittier than a blown out diaper. Yes. This nigga, this nigga is a dirt nasty ass nigga. I, I, yo, I fucking hate this nigga, dog. Like, yo, he, he fucked, he fucked all of this shit up mm-hmm. because, because he wanted to deflect from himself and his wife. It's all fucked Ooh. up now. And she is guilty as sin and he's protecting her. Y'all support that type of y'all support that type of actions. I don't. We had this say, conversation before. Don't say y'all. I said, look, y'all are I, all I, about I, defending I, defending your woman no matter what. Oh, you telling me that if uh, Brandy did some fuck shit? Yes, I would tell. You think I? You think I want to be? You think I want to defend someone who's fucking? Plotting a terrorist attack? That's different, nigga. Like, that's a whole nother level. Well, also, keep in mind, he doesn't know about the terrorist attack. The only thing he knows about is that she not his. She is not the original version of his wife. He knows, he, he knows that she already been a part of some terrorist attacks. She was in charge of Baldwin atta- mm-hmm. attacking people. But he, he doesn't know, know that. He doesn't find out about Baldwin until episode 10, though. Yes, he doesn't find out about that until after. You know. <laughs> and, and he doesn't find out about that until she tells him. No, he doesn't find out about her telling Baldwin to kill Silk. Yeah, she said... She's, no, she, she says she to him... To she, said, she tells him, I got this shit taken care of. I got an assassin. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't know this shit until she says it. She's like, I, I got an assassin. What you want to do? No, she says, I can have my assassin take care of Silk. He yeah. knew about that already because they talked about when they found out what she was up to. At the very least, a spy for an enemy. So, yes, if I found out my wife was a spy for Russia, I'm not going to be like, but you're my wife. Yeah, no, but that's an extreme situation. But let me guess. You're not like these other niggas. You built different. <laughs> Yeah, I am built different. <laughs> Y'all always want to defend people. I can't. I can't defend this. I couldn't defend that, fam. Like I terrorist did. attacks, that's a bit much. I don't care if you offer to blow me for the next three weeks. You're gonna have to get the fuck out my house after you blow me. You're gonna have to go to jail. Yeah, that. That's out of my house. You know, you will, you will protect. Depends on what that mouth me. do. So Ian pulls up on the Pope looking for Casper, but in the midst of this nigga looking for Casper, he tells <laughs> the Pope that he knows Casper works for him and that he figures that Pope did something to him. Or that the Pope did something and the Pope don't give a fuck. Nope. He's like, Ian, how, how'd your visit to Potsdam go? How'd your visit to the school go? So Ian pulls out his gun and tells him, I will either end you right now or you'll go and talk to management, but you didn't check your blind spots, Ian. And this this nigga, this nigga pulls a hootie who real fucking fast. Like he ain't even gotta say it. Just oh, his niggas knew that the the hootie who was implied. They just show up strapped. hmm Like you really wanna do that? A guy pulls up behind Ian and pulls out his blammer, and the Pope is like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> And then and then they don't even take his gun. Like 
<laughs> they leave this nigga right where he's standing. Like they just leave him like a double dog dare you. Right. Try it. And then he tried to hit him with the with the shit about silk. And like we said the shit, like, how do you not realize that this is not him? And apparently he did know. But I guess he 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 was waiting for her to tell him. Because he still loves her. You you took notes? Did you take notes? Because if you took notes, I could stop reading. No. Oh. Fine. Go ahead. No, continue. Let's see how much you know from memory, because I have notes. I took notes. I I remember the stuff about this scene. Painstaking notes. Go ahead. I'll tell you when you're wrong. Yo, my man, my man, the Pope hits him with a. <laughs> oh, but you love that bitch, though. Like that nigga, like... <laughs> that nigga hit him off with, hey. <laughs> when the Pope said literally, "What you gonna do now, motherfucker?" Ian was like, "Fuck you." And the Pope was like, "Don't be like that. <laughs> Don't be salty." <laughs> Don't be salty. All these, all these flavors you could be, you choose salty. Nigga, you knew what was gonna happen. Also, Alpha's not prime. Oh, but you knew that too, right? Oh, mic drop. It was like, ain't you an intelli- Ain't you an intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wonder, do, does Ian have a good poker face, or did he really know? <laughs> Uh, I don't that's know. a good. That's a, that's a question. Was his poker face just really good, or did he really know? Uh, that nigga was like, "What it? Whichever one it is, if you have a good poker face, and you really didn't know. You better find out and stop waiting for her to tell you something." Because <laughs> your ass better call somebody. Alpha <laughs> is not the nigga he used to be. How about it, ladies and gentlemen? The three sleeper cells get a knock at their door, and it's Baldwin bringing them their new identities, copped directly from the dead bodies of the victims of Baldwin. In fact, one of them niggas is given glasses with blood splatters all over the lens. The he, cleans, he just cleans the glasses like, like it's okay. nothing. And then, but, and then he go back and said, did he suffer? And no, then, it wasn't him who said, did he suffer? That was that other one. Oh, that was the other one? That was Yeah, he... Like, did he suffer? I need to know if he suffered. And just like that, I knew if he could, he would have scaled the walls of the Capitol on January 6th. Who were those people? Those are the sleeper cells. Baldwin's been killing off their doppelgangers all this time. The uh, Oh, that's what she was doing. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so the, the one that she choked the, out in the last episode was the one who so the guy was like, did he suffer? That means Emily Prime is a secret agent. Yeah. And man, remember, those people came over episodes ago, and they haven't left that apartment except for that one dude who took a walk and then came back. He went to the club to get some cocaine. Right. So that's why Pope says you don't know her. I'm starting to get it now. So the sleepers all suit up and look at each other pensively, and then they leave their apartment one at a time. But the last one, the one who would be a MAGA dick, and that's just what I'm going to call him for the rest of the show is MAGA, um, <laughs> snorts a line of cocaine before he leaves out because YOLO, <laughs> and he goes to the office, and they all get in without issue. 
but the MAGA asshole is in the mailroom receiving packages, and he looks evil in there, talking right. shit about the 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 lady boss, like she wants me all the time, man. She wants this package. It's my dick. Right. But but also him being there meant that he was the one that was scanning the packages so mm-hmm. that he could he could accept the package with the guns in it. It was the same as Schillinger running the machine at Oz. Yep. Baldwin calls Claire's cell phone, but it's hidden in a vent that she can't reach. And I was sitting there thinking, like, how long have you had her chained up, Peter? How the fuck she going to the bathroom, Peter? I mean, he do you get the impression that he's fed her no. <laughs> or gave her anything to drink? This no. <laughs> Greta and Baldwin are out shopping when they run into Nadia's old girlfriend who recognizes Baldwin. And she calls her. She's like, do you what are you doing? And Baldwin's like, I'm not who you think I am. And her girlfriend is like, you're a fucking asshole and leaves. And that's Baldwin's bad. Like, you got a wife and two kids, huh? But you just live in your counterpart's life right in the neighborhood they live, huh? Like, what? <laughs> Why the fuck are you still here? Like, okay, you know where Nadia lived. You went to Nadia's funeral. Why are you still walking the fuck around Nadia's neighborhood like nobody's going to recognize you? But the real question is, well, outside of the funeral, well, I can't even say that because if she didn't know, because we didn't, we, I don't believe that Baldwin is a part of those, those kids that were raised to mimic their alters lives. No, she's just, at the the very least, she was at the funeral. So she knows this lady Mm -hmm. because she was the only one that, that elected to speak. Mm -hmm. I don't know her. And Greta's like, she knows you, nigga, and it's all right to have a pass. Just be honest about it. And Baldwin hears that, and she's like, fuck it, I'm going to lie anyway. I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is, right? If my girl tells me, just be honest about it, the next line out of my mouth better be the truth. It doesn't have to be connected with the conversation we're having, but it better be a truthful fucking line. Nope. I'm going to lie again. The fuck you going to do about it? I, I don't know her. Wasn't me. She, Mariah, carried her so cold that that woman was like, fuck you, Net, uh, Nadia. She was like, I, I don't know her. Grinning and shit. Max tells Emily and Ian that the next train arrives at 1058. Wait. Casper makes a call to the... um. Pope, who asked him if they're if he's joining them for supper at Roderick's house because they only have oolong tea, not green tea. And the folks who are listening in on this call, because of course, are like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And Emily knows exactly what the code means. The tea is a time of day. Oolong is eleven hundred hours. And when she said that, I was like, it makes sense. And I thought about it, and I was like, that don't make no fucking sense. They have to get to the platform to get Casper, but Ian doesn't want Alpha to go because he's sick of having a tag along. A tag along. And still, to this uh, to this point, he still don't say shit about knowing who Alpha is. Mm-mm. He don't say a fucking word. Mm-mm. So Max tells Emily and Ian that the next train arrives at ten fifty eight, and that Casper will be on it. And Ian tells him to wait for it. He tells Emily that they need to be quick in getting Casper out in the open because the Pope will likely be desperate. And Emily 
does that thing where your girl knows that you uh, ain't talking to her, or you upset, so she she touched your hand all gently, and she thanks you for something that's real small that you know she wouldn't thank you for otherwise. She thanks him for helping out the school the day before, even though she, even though he hates Howard, and she also thanks him for knowing why she had to work with him. And Ian's like, "You can always trust me," and she's like, "I know." And they hold hands real gently. It was a moment. As the train approaches, Max is uh, waiting behind a pillar. And as soon as Casper gets off the train, he's being monitored. Uh, a guy who works who for Who is Casper again? The uh, lie detector test guy who told the Pope where this, that they were going to the school. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, a guy who works for Pope makes Emily an in. Like, he notices them immediately. So he does a banging-ass spy thing. He drops paper clips on the ground which is like the best detector I've heard of. And Casper walks mm-hmm. up the escalator and walks over to paper clips and immediately goes back downstairs to the subway. That was dope. Like I was really impressed by that. I wonder if spots really do that shit. We should make up something. So if I drop a cheeseburger on the ground, uh, that means I'm in danger at McDonald's. I spoke this shit up. Someone literally just commented on something that I commented a year ago. I spoke this shit up. It literally just happened. What? It it literally just happened. Do I give a fuck? Yes. Because no, we I just don't. talked about this. We just talked about this. But that, sh- that shit just happened. If you want to know what's, what's, what I'm really talking about, Patreon niggas. I love how you tried to mix that in there because you know I don't give a fuck. I know you don't, but Patreon niggas. Patreon niggas. <sighs> so, while he's walking, while Casper's walking, Max starts walking behind him and immediately gets stabbed up. <laughs> yeah. He's he stabbed that nigga so smooth. Like, <laughs> uh, like he stabbed that stabbed- nigga. He stabbed that nigga like the nigga in Oz who was like, I like that fruit that Carlo had. Right. Hey, yo, he stabbed that nigga so smooth, he didn't even have no blood on his hands. <laughs> he just stabbed that nigga kept it moving. He's but, hilarious still. You know what? He, he I don't see why not, because that nigga dropped like a, well, one of the motherfuckers from Game of Thrones. I, I haven't watched it in a while. I just wanted to say that so you knew I knew what Valerian Steel was from. Yeah, my thing is the crazy part about it, how they tipped how they tipped Casper off was like, how the fuck? Like, how the fuck do how the fuck do you work that out? Like, did you not just hear me talk about that while you were reading a comment from a year ago? No, I wasn't. Um I just I, <laughs> I was reading the fucking comment, nigga. Um, but like the idea, like who works that out? Like and and like, how do you know that like paper clips are gonna make enough of a difference for someone walking to to signal them that something is wrong? Like that's 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 next level right there. That's spy shit, real spy shit. I love how I love how this show is really spy. Like it's still a spy show at its heart. 
Yep. And I typically don't dig a whole lot of spy stuff, but this I, I'm in on this shit now. Like, I can't wait till we get to uh, to next season, bro. So, um, a man calls Casper's name, and Ian grabs uh, the man and chokes him the fuck out, while Emily grabs Casper. <laughs> He had that look on his face. He had that, I grab a dog and I choke him. Like, he had that look on his, <laughs> <laughs> he had that look on his face. I, I 100% thought that. He was choking the shit out of that. <laughs> so Casper tells Emily that she just took his only chance. And Prime arrives at Peter's house and asks him if Claire and Spencer are home. And Peter's like, no. And Prime asks what happened. And Peter says Aldrich came over the night before and Prime's cover is blown. Prime's like, this couldn't have happened at a worse time and tells Peter about the three operatives that are crossed in the last couple of days to work in Peter's office. Prime's like, you know, I think it's time we talk to Claire because as far as Prime knows, Peter ain't said shit. Since the last time Prime said, keep it on the low, we gonna scope out your wife. We can still tell her because she doesn't know that, sh- that we know. So Prime doesn't know that Peter not already shit the bed. Prime says he no, thinks it's time they talk to Claire. Like a, he was acting like a whole punk. Who, Peter? Yeah. yeah. He was shit. But also he was being hella childish. He was like, Prime was like, hey, it's time. Let's go talk to your wife, Claire. And Peter was like, Why? Prime's like, because we're out of options and something big's about to go down and she knows about it. And Peter's like, no, you, you're you right. We have to keep playing. I have to keep playing the game. I shouldn't tell her yet. I have to keep playing the game. And Prime's like, it's no game because I'm if I'm blown. And he doesn't get to finish this sentence because Spencer starts crying. But you said your kid and your wife weren't here, homie. So Prime looks over his shoulder towards the noise, which gave Peter time to clumsily pull his gun out. And Prime says that Peter's plan to kill him at his house is and call it self-defense is really fucking bad. It's like, is this your best idea? Peter's gun hand is all shaky and shit. Yeah, he is not he is not about this life. And um then he tells him, you know, that's Peter's- how you know he got the job from nepotism. He can't even point a gun. Right, but he said it last episode though that he didn't get it because of nepotism. He got it because he's a good person. No, he didn't. He said that he know that he's not supposed to be where he is. But he's a good person. But he's not the mole. <laughs> and P- and Prime's like, you know, Peter, you know, Aldrich is gonna figure out that I'm not responsible for five fucking years of leaks from your department, right? Why didn't uh, I mean? Why didn't Aldrich figure this deal with this shit from the beginning? Like, yo, this shit's been going on for years. Because like, Aldrich is actually a spy, and <laughs> he's like, you know what? We just gonna we know this is bullshit, but let's let him think we believe this bullshit. Yeah, he knew, our business. But, he th- but he thought that he thought that Howard knew. Mm-hmm. That was exactly it. And then Howard disarms Peter like it's nothing and leaves. <laughs> Just zip, zap, give me your gun, nigga. 
Casper's been working for Pope for three years, and uh, the and Pope wanted to know about vulnerabilities in the office and wanted uh, Casper to share recordings with them. And Ian's like, is this your dirty money? Is this your blood money in this case? Huh? Is it? You punk? Oh, is it? And he takes the case and he throws it against the wall. And Casper's like, no, like it's not a bunch of paper drawings from his other son. He started yelling no like there was blood that was going to save his wife from cancer in it. It, it, was, it was papers, dog. Papers floated to the ground. You're fine. Ian was like, you're a sad bastard. You're a sad panda. But Alpha recognized the Casper as a child. And Casper's like, he's 10, or he would have been 10, but, you know, he died and shit. And um, the Pope bribed him with safe passage to the other side, so then he'd be able to see his the living version of his son. Which made me think, like, would I? I think I would. I think I would. If if this if this place existed and I if I if my son survived, I would I think I would put myself in a very compromised position to be able to meet my son. Mm-hmm. But it's not your son. That's it doesn't also matter. true. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's that my son survived somewhere. I just want to see what it'll be like. Right. I feel that. I need to go front. I feel that. I would definitely um, I would definitely I would definitely compromise a lot in order to put myself in that position. Emily tells Casper that she can't protect him if he doesn't tell her who the counterparts are. And he laughs straight in her face. And he's like, you know, the last time somebody tried to do something. It was your wife, Howard. It, it was it was Emily. And uh, Emily told me about the other people coming over. And so, you know, I told Pope. And then Pope kind of had to run over by a car. And I'm like, damn, Who's Pope is like the main villain in this show. Well, he was the main villain. <laughs> so episode 10 alpha hymns casper up and tells him that he's trading lies but that isn't his little boy in the other world and that isn't his world at all and the cast like i'll tell you everything you know i'll tell you everyone that i know who's working for pope peter tells aldrich that alpha broke into his house while your men watched and he tells aldrich to find peter and or find howard and do whatever he has to do and Aldrich gets back to his car and calls Cyrus, and they're like, man, you know this bullshit, right, man? Yeah, I know this bullshit. But they think Peter knows who, they think Howard knows who Peter's protecting. So, they're going to find Howard for that reason. Claire's still No, no, no. The the, the shit is the fuck shit. Aldrich tells that nigga to do nothing. Don't fucking do nothing. And he violates the whole fucking shit. He fucks everything up. Who, Cyrus? Yeah, that's Aldridge. That's, like, that's Aldridge's man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, Aldridge told him not to do anything until they know what the fuck's really happening here. Yeah, bro. I mean, honestly, in this show, motherfuckers are two for two 
and three for three, three for three, and not doing what they're supposed to fucking do because Quail, Al- Quail, and uh, Cyrus and Alpha, Alpha was told to stay the fuck in that house, just stay in the room, nigga. <laughs> Don't leave, and immediately left. Immediately. So Claire's trying to pick her lock, and Peter comes in, and she's like, can you uncuff me so I can pick up Spencer? And she tells Peter that if Aldris talks to Howard, and Howard tells him about her, we're both done. Peter tells her that he knows about the three people that are, if Peter tells... Peter tells Claire that he knows about the three people who came over, and Claire plays dumb, because I told you, she can't be trusted either. She's fucking horrible. But I mean, she's horrible in what she believes in. Yeah, Peter's just shitty, because he shouldn't even believe in this shit, but he just doesn't want to get in trouble. He figures so do y'all think Claire is still on Pope's side? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think, I think I she think feels... I think she's, she just wants a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think she still, I think she still feels something for her husband, but also she knows that right now, her husband is her only way out of this. If they can work together, that he is her only way out of this, and she knows. Well, she has to know he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Peter figures out that she knows exactly what they're what the uh, counterparts are there to do, and Claire tells him that if I tell you, you're you're complicit in this, you're complicit in this too, and then your life is in danger. And she tells him that she knows someone who could take care of Howard for him, though Baldwin, her assassin. And Peter looks at her like he got a motherfucking assassin, <laughs> <laughs> and takes Spencer and dips. Prime goes to Andre's house and puts Emily's go bag back up into its hiding space. And he tells Andre that you are not to look into the bag. Your whole job is to give it to Emily when she's ready. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. You missed a part. Did I? Yeah. He uh he took the handcuff off of her, off of her arm, and then before he picked the baby up, he put it on her foot. Yes. Yes. I was gonna talk about that the next time I got back around to Claire, but yes. Okay. But I mean, did he did it at this point though? Yes, because she's like, I just want to hold her. I just want to be loved. Because he's stupid. Very. He dumb as fuck. Very. Andre asks if uh, holding this bag makes him an accessory, and Prime tells him, No, it makes you a man who's doing the right thing instead of fucking another man's wife. Okay. Andre asks why he trusts him, and Prime says only because she did. And Andre tells him, you know, Emily would have never left Howard. I know because I asked her, and she said no. (laughs) (laughs) He has no idea why he let the friendship go on as long as it did. He saw Howard in the waiting room, and he looked like the loneliest man he had ever seen before, and he felt bad for him. I would have punched him in the mouth. Just on GP. Like you're getting too familiar, dog. You He's a good man, lonely, dog. Who? He's a good man. Who? The cheating ass nigga is, a, che- is a good man. He's a good man. Mm. 
He cares about power. Mm. Does he though? Or does he care for Howard the same way Claire cares for Peter? Anyways, now that Claire has reached, she grabs her phone and calls Baldwin and asks her to kill Howard. She'll pay her, she'll pay her double to do it. And Baldwin honestly looked conflicted at this point, I thought, because she knows Alpha and knows he's a good dude. But Peter gets a call from Roland, who tells him that the only time Roland's ever missed work before was for triple bypass surgery. So you better be on your deathbed. Upstairs wants a briefing on the deal that went to hell, and Peter says he can't do it. And Roland tells him to get his life in order and get his ass in the office. And then Roland hangs up the phone and asks his secretary to take some papers down the hall, Helen. Except this isn't Helen. It's the sleeper cell. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, all, all them niggas actually work in the building. Mm-hmm. Just a fake Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working directly for us. Uh, you know what's Roland. funny? When they, when they came over, we saw their names when they checked in. We should have paid attention. We didn't know who was who. Yeah, but it's the same way that we didn't pay attention to Claire being Peter's wife, and that made it better in the long run. Because if you had noticed it from the gate and then noticed what, because when you watch it on Amazon Prime, if you hit pause, it says what everybody's name is. Yep. So you would have noticed and I would have thrown everything off, at least for me, because I'm looking to see what. Nope. You know what? Because when I paused uh, Amazon Prime, they had the Helen counterpart down as ringleader. Even yeah. up to the point where they were in the office, they had her as ringleader. They never said Helen. Really? Mm-hmm. Claire does some um, urban legends or some urban legend shit for 9-11. I don't know if y'all remember this for September 11th. But there was an urban legend going around that there was a guy who was wheeling his bag through the airport on September the 9th. And he dropped his uh phone and somebody picked it up and handed it to him and they were so nice to him in his time of need in america that he told them to stay off of all airplanes and to stay away from the pentagon and from the the world trade center on september 11th and instead of this person calling the cops they just said okay and kept walking and two days later the towers fell i don't believe that shit no it's an urban legend it's on Snopes.com. It's one of my favorites. Because if you tell me to stay away from the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and airplanes on 9-11, that's really fucking specific. But exactly. here's the question for you. If you knew, if you knew that something horrible was going to happen that was going to change the fabric of your country. Somebody comes from the future and tells you, hey, on this day, at this time, this shit's going to happen. You have a week. How many people do you think would actually believe you? Believe me? Not very many. Brandon? I didn't hear what you said. If somebody told you, if someone came from the future and said, in a week's time, those towers are going to fall. You can stop it. You just got to get somebody to believe you. You have a week. Why, Good luck. Why would anybody believe me? I would end up in jail. That's the same thing you were talking about with the uh, aliens. Yes, it's the same thing. <laughs> if somebody told me that 
<laughs> and they were for real from the future. I would pin them down. I guess the I guess the rest got redacted. Teddy pinned her ass down. So Claire tells Peter, all I have to say, Claire tells Peter not to go to work. She says she can't tell him why, but please don't go to work today. And he looks at her and then he looks at the vent and sees the vent is open a bit and he grabs her bag of phones and everything else. And he asks what he is to her. And she tells him straight out, when I first met you, I despised you. The other girls, the lying, the bullshit weddings, I went through it because that's what I do. I spent my whole life becoming this perfect version of someone else, this stupid girl they wanted me to be. I've never had anything of my own until she was born. Spencer was mine, not hers or theirs. For the first time in my life, I had something that belonged only to me. Peter, I know our marriage has been one giant fucked up sham, but you're the only one who knows me, both sides of who I am. She didn't say she loved Peter. She said she loved Spencer. Right. Who's the the, the, the baby? The mm-hmm. baby. Probably the, the person that Spencer's named after, too. But, yeah, she didn't say she loved Peter at all. For the first time in her life, she had something that belonged only to her. Peter didn't belong only to her. She took Peter and didn't even like Peter. Emily offers Alpha some food and he muses about Emily Alpha. And, and he, Peter was trash because even in this world, Peter was fucking uh, sex workers every week. Those are jogging partners. They're stretching. Well, I don't think they're stretching that much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you seem like a little dick. No, fuck. Every week. Emily offers Alpha some food and he muses about Emily Alpha. And he tells her, I look at you and I see a woman that I've loved for 30 years. And I remember, you ain't it, boo. I want to go home. (laughs) And he leaves. The package that Mag has been waiting for in the mailroom has arrived. Um, Peter drags Claire out to the car for a drive. And she asks where Spencer is. And he's like, I told your mama came and got her. Right. And he's speeding down the road, and she asks if he's turning her in, but he just continues to dip in and out of lanes and shit while whining about being a fool. And she starts doing her white woman fake cry thing, but Peter says, I'm a fucking coward, and tells himself not to be a coward, to be brave, and crashed into the back of a car. But I'm going to tell y'all niggas like this. If Peter really wanted to die, like really, this ain't even on no seatbelt shit, he would have ran right into the back of a fucking flatbed truck. Because a flatbed truck would have sheared his shit in half. Yep. I have seen people run into the back of a flatbed truck, and that shit is horrifying. Their top came off, and their heads came off. (laughs) I don't know if they ever made y'all watch that um, red asphalt shit in high school where y'all are at, but where I'm at, yeah, we uh, they I don't know if it was red as well, but they showed us a bunch of pictures and shit like that leading up to prom night. Um, 
about people getting fucked up because they were drunk and all of this other shit. And it was just a lot of shit that I was just like, yo. I I need to see that shit. Hell no. There was one, there was one picture of a dude, I guess he was fucked up in, um, well, he was, he was the one that was not drunk. He was getting out of his car and I guess someone else sideswiped him. Someone that was drunk sideswiped him and the door was closed with him still in it. He was out of the car and the door closed with him in it. The shit hit him that hard. Damn. Yeah. So, Prime goes to the office, and Cyrus and Aldridge take him for a walk and a talk. Like, we've been waiting for your ass. And MAGA has a car full of packages for delivery, and they let him through security. And he gets on the elevator and gives a package to the other sleeper cell guy. And the other package is in the shape of a gun. Right. Prime tells Aldridge to clears the mole, and there's multiple points of compromise in the office. But then Sleeper Cell Helen is given a Mac 10 and Magadu gets a pistol and an assault rifle and Roland gets a phone call about Claire and he's about to leave. And so he calls out to Helen and he's like, I need my car. Can you go get my car? But instead, Helen walks right past him. Helen walks right with the blinky in her hand. (laughs) Why were they killing specific people? They weren't killing specific people. They were killing indiscriminately. Oh, to make it seem like a, you know, mm-hmm. shooter. Mm-hmm. They needed him to stay alive for what happened in episode 10. Yes. So they walked right past that nigga and shot everybody else. <laughs> but it was like, hey, the, you come here, come here, come here. They needed the diplomacy nigga to, to, to live for what Exactly. Happens. Um... Aldrich and Cyrus go out to investigate and they leave Prime locked in the room that he's in. But then one of the other sleepers, not the MAGA guy, but the other guy, goes into the security room and unlocks all the security locks. Uh, He then breaks a key off in each of them and gets killed by Aldrich while he's trying to kill Cyrus. And they discover that they're trying to get downstairs to the crossing area. Prime gets out of the room after the lock opens and not Helen is about to kill Howard's boss. When Prime takes her lid off, and now all of a sudden, he don't have no more complaints except for, help me! So Howard helps him to safety. However, while this is all going on, and I mean a lot of shit was going on, MAGA is really fucking good with a gun, and he's treating this shit like it's Wolfenstein 3D. This nigga went full-ass Call of Duty down there. Mm Mm-hmm. Double tap, double tap, clip, 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 clip. (laughs) Right. But then he gets shot in the back by Aldrich, and he sees that he's bleeding, so he goes downstairs and collapses. I don't even know if this is part of the plan, but it works out perfectly. Well, remember, he has to see that he's bleeding. He probably don't feel a motherfucking thing because he took all that cocaine before he left. Mm -hmm, But he touched his back, saw the blood, went downstairs into the crossing area and collapsed. And Cyrus says, should we go in there and get him? And Aldrich is like, we can't because he's on the board. He's on the border between the two worlds. And the episode ends as that alarm kept blaring in the background, which was fun. So nobody has jurisdiction there? It's no man's land. So no, it's, that means they should have been able to go get him. No, 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 no. the militarized zone no, in, in it, Korea. They, 
they talk about they talk about what really happened with that in the next episode. So we gotta get to the next episode before we can talk about what really happened there. So Scar, you got anything? No, nothing new. Do things. Geeks, geeks on Raw Universe. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. All right. 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at That Cool Black Nerd. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. And the show is RTO Podcast. Um, you can um, leave a review for the show on Patreon. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It only takes 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Uh, copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app, and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast, or you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can leave a tip in the tip jar on the Good Pods app. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Single simulcast. Don't know my now that you slipped.